0: Shri Guru Bhu Namaha Harihi Om Shri Krishna Veni Tira Samstam Karpara Gramma Sinam Tatere Pippalastam Sri Nudrasim Manasa Lele Om Pur Namada Pur Namidam Purna Purna Mudachate Purna Purna Meva Vashate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Narayanam, Suraburum, Jagade, Kanatam, Bhakta Priam, Sakalaloka, Namaskratamcha, Tregunne Vurjitamajam, Vimad Dimisham, Munde, Bhavagnamamara, Sura Sidhavandam, Narayanaya, Paripurna Gunarna, Vishwo, the Yestitilayun, Yeti Pradaya, Nyanapradaya, Vibudha, Sura Sauk, Vitataya, and the Hare Rama, Hare, Rama, 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 Hare, 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 Krishna, Hare, Krishna, 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 Hare, Hare. हरे व्यास हरे व्यास 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 हरे हरे अनाकुलम गोकुलमल्लला सह यत्पालितं नित्यमनाविलात्मह तस्मै नमो नीरदनीलभासे कृष्टाय कृष्ण रमणप्रियाय व्यासं वशिष्ठ नप्तारं शक्ते पौत्रमकल्मशं पराशरत्मजं वन्दे सुखतातं तपोनिधिं जयति पराशरसुनुः सत्यवतिरुदये नन्दनो व्यासः यस्यास्य कमलकलितं वाङ्मयमृतं जगत पिति ओम पूर्ण ज्ञानाय विद्महे पूर्णा नंदाय धीमही तन्नो व्यासप्रचोदयात् शंकरम् शंकराचार्यम् शेषम् रामानुजमुनिम् वायुम् च मधुमाचार्यम् आचार त्रयमाश्रये उज्जय राघवेन्द्राय सत्यधर्मरतायच भजताम् कल्परुक्षाय नमताम् कामधेन्वे ओम हम्स हम्साय विद्महे परम तन्नो हम सब पचोदयात ओम तत्सवितुर वरम् रूपम् ज्योतिहि परस्य धीमहि यन्नहा सत्ये दीपयत ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम ओम भद्रम् करने बिष्पनुयाम देवा भद्रम् पश्ये माक्षे विर्यज्ञत्रा styrai rangai stu vagam sstano bihi vaje madevahitum yudayuh swastina indra urudrashvaha swastina pusha vishwa Sastina swasti vastar arishtane mih swastino brahmasprtid datatu om shanti shanti shantihi om namo Brahmane namo asvagnaye Namaha Pratiwe, Namaha Osha Dibbeha, Namo Vache, Namo Vachaspataye, Namo Vishnavay Brahate Karomi, Om Shantishantishantihi, Om Shanno Mitrahasham Varunaha, Shanno Bhavatvaryama, Shanna Yindro Brahaspatihi, Shanno Vishnururukramaha, namo Brahmane, namaste vayu tumeva pratyaksham brahasi twaam Pratyaksham Brahma brahmavadishshami rutam vadishshami satyam Vadishami, tanmaam avatu tadvaktaram avatu avatu maam avatu vaktaram om shanti shanti shantihi ओम तत्क्षणो राव्रणी महः गातुं यज्ञाय गातुं दैवी स्वस्तिरस्तनः स्वस्तर मानशे बेह उर्दुम जगातु भेशजम शन्नो अस्तु विपदेषम चतुष्पदे ओम शांति 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 ओम सहनाववतु सहनो Sahaviam Karavavahay Tejaswina with Hita must to ma with Om Shantishantishanti shanti, shanti. Om Pur पूर्णमिदं पूर्णात Namidam पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Farishi Om Good evening, welcome all for the Chena Upanishad fourth session. I think today's mantras, as Aurobindoji said it, it is highly esoteric. I don't think in this entire Upanishad, so only these four, five mantras are like, uh, only God's grace can make us understand these things very very nice mantras today we will be having most uh, enjoying and enlightening session by Shri Arvinduji I request uh, Shri Arun Arvinduji to start with the topic,
1: thank you, thank you one and all
2: Thank you Jadavirji Namaste all, welcome to all Oh. Namo Brahma Dibhyo, Brahma Vidhyo Sampradaya Kartrabhyo, Vamsarushibhyo, Mahabhyo Namo Gurubhyaha, Shangaram Shangarajayam Kesavambhadarayanam Sutrabhashikridovande Bhagavandav Punapunaha, Icharo Guru Ratmeti Murti Veda Vipagine, Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya Dixinamurtaye Namaha, Adiyo Sri
1: Gurubhyo Namaha,
2: Om apyayantu mavangani vak prana chakrushshotramato belam indriyani jasarvani sarvam brahmai Upanishatam maham brahma dira kurdyam ma ma brahma dira karanam arad nira astume astu tadatmani girateya dharmahate mai santu te mai santu Om Shanti Shanti Shanti
1: In the last three days,
2: we have been exposing or getting into the glimpse of what the background or the third in which this upanishad is dealing with the most sophisticated, complex, unintelligible to ordinary mind subject called what is reality the reality of everything which is not specific to anything but common to everything at the same time it is so so common or so pervading in nature that we are unable to grasp it with our own sensory and even mental help but as we have been always seeing in the previous katopanishad also in this one also kaschid very few who are courageous enough to know what is the reality only such people will try and see what is to be inquired and why these things are happening who am i what am i for what is the truth behind all those things? Is there any truth? If that is that, what is the nature of it? How can I find it? All these questions can come up only when such a sharp-minded person who is not finding a logic behind what is happening in the world outside. So such a student went to a teacher and asked, what is the force or by whom is my mind working, my words are working? etc, etc. All these questions which are normally such a introspective, highly intelligent person will ask, was asked in the question as the first verse for which the master started answering with the experiential level, which because the questions pushed him into his own meditative mood. So the first, second verse which came was virtually not Possible for anyone with ordinary understanding to decipher it. But being a benevolent as the teachers, most of them are all the time, he comes down to the level of the student and starts and explaining that. That is where he said that anyadevata Iti it purvesham yena That which is
1: you can say known or unknown yet beyond known and unknown
2: is how I have been instructed and taught by my Purvesham, means my previous preceptors to whom I even then asked the same questions what you are asking me. Doesn't mean that they are trying we are trying to avoid you, or we are not able to give a straight answer because yet Vajana yena brahmatvam Brahma Upasate. is the first opening of the positive information which he is giving. The words with which we are communicating between you and me as a teacher and the student. There is a limitation for that
1: words. The words cannot express
2: that with which the words itself become come alive. The words become alive and makes a sense and become a knowledge. There is a power behind it or there is something which is which is conveyed through the words. Yet the sound becomes knowledge in our nature. So that is what Tadeva Brahmathi. You should understand that that with which the words become awareness or knowledge, that is Brahma, not what you understand her Now with that as a opening statement, he says not only walk Manasa, chakshusha, Shrotram, Pranam, it, he has covered all the Possible things which a student can think whether that is the the force behind it. Whether the prana with the life force or is it the mind or the eyes and the ears. Because all these things are complementary and giving us knowledge of the world of experiences from our day-to-day interaction. So when these things are being told to an ordinary person, he will immediately think, I am seeing because I have eyes. My eyes are the reason because of which I am seeing. But in the introvertedness, we should understand there are moments in our life when eyes, even though are able to see things, it doesn't become knowledge to us. It is just so many things are passing in front of our eyes. If eyes had the power to make everything knowable to us, everything what we have seen from childhood till now, should have become a knowledge and available with us. But that doesn't happen. Same is the case with the sound from the ears or even with the mind. How many thoughts and feelings and emotions have come and passed in our lifetime till now? But they are momentary in nature. They do not have any longevity compared to I myself who is able, who is
1: perceiving these things. But yet,
2: how do I know who am I? So when these things were told by the teacher, the student think that, I think I know what you're saying. I have a fairly good idea about what you said. Is what the student tells the teacher. Immediately teacher understood that if I don't correct, the student right now, he will be mis- he will be taking a wrong information or a non- wrong understanding as the as that which I have been indicating to him. So he starts with the word yadi yadi means if. Now that question itself, that word yadi in the first word of the second mantra second chapter, is a conditional word. If you think manya say. Suvedi, sushtuvedi, you understand it well. Deharame api nonam tuam Very little you understand, my dear son. You think that you know it? Alas, I have to tell you and warn you right now itself. Very little has you understood from what all I have been telling you that all those things which cannot be understood with the mind by which the mind is minding the business or minding the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions, the force we are there that power with which the mind itself becomes mind is what I told you but you say, manyase means you understood very little have you understood from my terms. You have not understood at all what I have said. Brahmano rupam yath asya. tuam yad asya deveshu. The one rupa or the, the, the method or the different de, details of which, which I told you of Brahman. Which is your swarupa as well as deveshu. All celestial things, not only here in this world and the Nidan world or even the higher realm of Deveshu, where the Deva here is the Dhyotana, the one with which everything is functioning in the nature. The power of the nature is called Deva in the Vedic parlance. So that Brahman which I have been telling you, you have not understood. You thought that you understood because you thought that I told about your eyes, ears, mind and prana. So you think that the Brahman is is what you think you are. But I am also telling that that Brahmano Rupam, Deveshwas, it is also for the Devas. So how can you know that the Rupam of the Deva, if you are conditioning it within yourself only, within your limited... Individuality. Atatum mimamsya meva te manye viditam. Therefore, atha mimamsya. Mimamsya means you have to do a thorough investigation or analysis into what I am saying, what I have said till you now you have to go into a state of manana nididhyasana. Unless you do that, you will not be in a position to understand what I have told. Here, See, you here is the word the teacher is very, very cautious when he said that these tricky answers, because there is no straight answer which can be given. So he has given that answer in which with it is the eye of the eye, the ear of the ear, the mind of the mind, the prana of the prana, all those things when he said that, there is a potential for all of us to understand that it is something which is residing in this body alone. Because it was references with reference to the body. So Brahman should be residing in my body. And the, I also studied and heard that Angostha Matra Purusha, Sridaya trishtati all those things, so all the more, my belief becomes, you know, convincing that it is something within my my own body, physical body. And then when I say that, yes, I know why, what is which with which my mind is working. I am know what is with which my ears are working because I am the one who is there. And when I am not there in my deep sleep. None of these things are work. So the one who I am, I am the one who is aware of it. Is the way in which I can think about it. But the teacher can't correct you because it is not possible for this type of an analysis to give, give you an answer. Because in the previous side vidyadh ato avidyadh ati it is known unknown beyond known and unknown in whichever way you want to say each time you can bring it into different aspects of it It is
1: it is known because
2: everything becomes known it is unknown because it is not an object to be known and it is known and unknown beyond that because there are things which is which is known and unknown, but it is also has the potency to know which is beyond the known and the unknown in the abhyakta rupa. So, when the master said these things, how can we restrict that Brahman to the physical body of the individual who is listening to these verses? This is where the master understood that when the student said, I, Yadi Mannyase, if you think that you, you are saying that you know it, Suvedi, that is also his statement. Suvedi means Srishtuvedi. I knew it very well, master. You told me exactly and I have understood completely. Deharam evaadi. Deharam means very, very, very little. You are not even understood. He didn't want to say no to, to, you know, to put off the student. At the same time, he wants to make sure that the inquisitiveness is retained. So, Deharam Ewa, that word Deharam means, means, little did you know about it. So, eva, you have to go and meditate upon that. Or you need to think about what are all the things which I told you. Unless you go through it again and again in your mind, you will not be able to understand what it is that it is indicating about it. So, here the student goes into Manana Nididhyasana and after some time he comes back to the master and says, Naha manye suvedi Nona vedi vedacha Ya nastat vedha Now he is correcting himself.
1: Not, I think that I know it well.
2: That means he has corrected from his last statement. Yadisum Manya says is what he said. I am I know it well now master. Now he after his contemplation and he has understood that I think I do not think I know Brahman very well. Indeed, not thus that I do not know Brahman also I can say that. nona na vediti vedacha. So he is saying that I cannot say I know it well. At the same time, I cannot say I do not know it. This is exactly reflecting that statement of the Guru in the Z. So here the student is now reflecting, coming back to that saying, I know Brahman very well is something which I cannot say. At the same time, I cannot totally negate it that I do not know the Brahman. I know that I do not know it very well. But if somebody says that, who knows the statement that I know it very well, I don't think he knows it very well. It is not that I have understood it fully. At the same time, I cannot say I do not know it. So, when I am saying I know and I do not know, there is an apparent paradox in my statement. Now, how does such a paradox statement both from the teacher and the student make any sense to all of us?
1: I have in the last class given an example of the space. Let us revisit that example and see that. When we say that we know space, what do we know about space? Can
2: we describe it as an independent entity without referring to other things? It is then, it is that in which everything can occupy. So the reference to everything has come. The space is a space in which everything can exist. So I can tell the name, the theme of the space only with reference to the other things which are occupying the space, which includes you and me and everything in this cosmos or in, the, in our knowledge. So within the knowledge, we say that space is the one which I know, which occupies all the things which I know And I can even extend it to things which is beyond known, which is things which I do not know, maybe in the light years away or even the stars and galaxies whom I have not even known about it or the humanity has known it. So the unknown also can be occupied in the the space. So from that point of view, both known and unknown can be occupied in the space. But when I am saying that, I am referring to things which can occupy the space, but yet I have not
1: specified what space is.
2: I cannot give a definitive description of space or nor can I say that I
1: do not know what is space. I
2: have an understanding what space is. It is a personal knowledge for me what I know of space. At the same time Since I know it, I cannot deny that I do not know the space. Yet, to define it without referring to anything as, you know, uh, when we say any other object, we have a name and form and adjectives and qualities and, uh, you know, definitions with which we can give every object. It may have some qualities which with our sense organs cannot, you know, identify it. From the, it can be separated. Sajadiya, Vijjadiya, Sogada Veda. That is, in the same group, or in the different groups, or in within itself, like how the tree has got the branches, leaf and the fruits and the trunk and the root, etc. is Sojadiya. Veda. Sogada Veda. means one cow to another cow to the, the brown to black and the spotted one, etc. Vijadiyya is like how the horse is different from a cow or an elephant is vijadiyya. These type of definitions with which I can bring to a definition of an object. Even the objects like air, which is the subtler, the closest to the space, I can define that it is when
1: moving gives me sense of touch.
2: When it is not moving, I do not know whether air is there or not. But definitely when it is in motion, I see it moving things like leaves and dust and etc. Or when it is touching my body in the movement, I feel the touch of the air and my body. So at least the touch of the sense of touch I can see. Now, what can I say about space? I cannot say I do not know. At the same time, I can say I know I have an understanding, but I cannot define it. Now comes that when the Master said it is the eye of the eye, ear of the ear, mind of the mind, breath, and white layer of the white layer, all those things, we cannot understand what it is being told about it. If we are referring to the other words which are given in different Upanishads and all, we will know that there are many ways in which Upanishad has been devoured. Yisrotrasya srotam yadvajana vyudhite anyadevatad vidhita tato avidhita tati avijatam vijanatam vijanatam avijanatam all thought, or even in the Brikhadaranya said, you know, nanyavasti vijanatram All those things, I know that there is a knower or a person who is knowing in my body, which is knowing the inputs coming from the eyes, the ears and the nose and all those things, all the five sense organs. There is an entity which is a knowing entity in my understanding. But I think that it is my mind. So when you said it is the mind of the mind, then I have lost even that identity which I thought that I was knowing all these things through my mind and intellect. Now the mind and intellect is also not that when when you said it is mind of the mind. So, from that point, where do I locate myself to know that? We have to say that When we are aware of our thoughts and minds and emotions and the logic and the ahankara or the ego or the heat, the hatred, love, etc. When things are appearing in the mind also, the awareness of their appearance, their existence and their, their solution is in the knowledge of somebody. There is something who is knowing it. Therefore, I cannot say that I do not know myself. But do I know myself? Or can I say I know myself? I cannot. Because the fire can never burn itself.
1: The fire can burn anything and everything which is
2: inflammable within its own capacity. But when the fire is burning, can it, Can we say the fire is burning itself? No. The fire's potential is to burn others. Same way when the knowledge takes place in our, our inner bosom, we are knowing everything other than that. That cannot be known by that knowledge or that awareness with which everything else is known. Therefore, you cannot say, that I know, at the same time I cannot say I do not know because it is my experience that I am, I am existing. So when the Upanishad, another Upanishad says that Ashabdamasparsha Nityam in the last katopanishad we have heard that it is neither by the sound nor by the touch. Nor by the taste. And. It is that with which. All these things become. Relevant for us. Vitnyanam anandam brahma. Is also saying that. Satya pnyanam anandam brahma. Is under, another word used in the. Daithirya Upanishad. And in the Upanishad. says Pratnanam brahma. So there is. Which is Indicating. So in the Taithirya Upanishad, that student comes and says that Vedāha Vedam Purusham Mahāntam Aditya Varnam Tamasattarastā Vedāha Vedam I know that no word. Vedāha Vedam Purusham Mahāntam This Purusha who is... Which we decided as Angushta Matra Purusha in the Katopanishad. There the Purusha is being referred to that. I know that Purusha which is the one who is the knower in my, my inner body and the knower of everything which is in the world outside. Aditya Varnam Tamasapparastha. It is like a splendid thousand suns shining everything. So that is a statement of ecstasy when he has, he has become the knowledge. But that knowledge or that awareness, when it is there, how do we feel that? Is it, is it something different as a as a mystical experience, or something happens with a you know light lightning happen within our inner bosom? How can it be? It cannot be because that is there all the time, right? When we are having no awareness and when we are not having awareness, we are that. So it cannot be a lightning or a, you know, like a honey, honey flowing through the experience of happiness, etc., etc. Those are all imaginations. Anything which is seen cannot be that. So when I, when the student said, Naham suvedeti No Na Vedi, So when he said that, I know, that I can say that
1: I know it
2: as not as an object. At the same time, I do not know because that is an object. I am the subject. And one who knows the statement of mind that I do not know and I know, and he understands that, that means he has understood what I am saying. I cannot express it, but it is something which I understood. The master understood what, what he is now coming to and indicating to his own, his, from the, his experience from this meditation. Then he says, yasyamatam tasyamatam matam yasyana vedasaha. Vitnyadam vijanatam vijanatam avijanatam yasya amatam, for whom it is not an object, not known as an
1: object. For him, tasya,
2: understanding matam, as matam known as an object for whom it doesn't appear as an object. His, His understanding is that this will not appear as an object, is his knowledge. So when, when I know that I, I have a clear picture of that, is from the point of uh, that I can never understand myself as an object. I am always the subject. And for this purpose, Brahman or Atman, is not an object for me to search anywhere else, not even in my mind or not even my intellect or not even there, because that one which is searching is the one which whom you are searching or the one who is doing the job is the one whom you are looking for. So therefore, it cannot be told, that is why, that is why the teacher said that is why not the words can explain it, but with which the words itself becomes knowledgeable. To whom the words become knowledgeable. That is where that is the difference comes. So, objective wise, I cannot say that. And at the same time, I have to understand that an object can be known only if it is outside or separate from the knower. The knower can never be known. Knower can only be be known or be known as itself. It's a being, it is not a knowing. So knowing becomes when the, it becomes a being, that is the time when it is, you can, one can say that I know it, but I do not know how to express it. Or I know it as not as an object. I know it subjectively yet that cannot express it. Because that is the nature of the what my my own reality. I cannot tell who I am I by own my own intellectual or my, my words within which I can bring in within me. I cannot restrict it within to into the realm of words or mind mental imagination or as an object with quality and adjectives and everything. Then the Upanishad says pratibodha viditam matam amritatvam hi vindate atmana vindate vityam vidhyaya vindate amratam this is one of my favorite mantras which i use a lot for my experiences personally pratibodha viditam bodham bodham vid prati is pratibodha that is a samasa for it in every experience bodham means here is cognition or consciousness or awareness or experience whichever way we want to say it bodham bodham prati
1: viditam in that experience I am knowing it yet that cannot
2: be known But every experience is that. When I say experience, every experience, I need an object. Just as when I was telling the example of the space, we need something to show that this room, the space in this room, or the space in a pot, or the space inside a balloon, anything we need, something with which the space can be refined to without which the space cannot be explained. Here it is a question of experience, it is not a question of external space. It is talking about when inputs are coming in the form of experience from my sensory inputs or my internal sensory perceptions. This entity which I call as myself is in function. That functionality of myself in the, in the act of knowing, I am knowing the presence of it, but not as an object of it. And when the objects change, I am aware of the objects also changing and the changing, intervening period when there is no object between one object and object. Or one thought and another thought, there is an intervening period. That is also is known to me at when the objectlessness is there, when the subject alone was there. Yet, then the subject, then the object was not there, I was there as an awareness without an object. But when the objects are coming, I know one object is coming and the next object is coming, that both the objects I am knowing, I know objects as objects. But the objects are becoming object only in the presence when I am the subject, knowing the
1: object. Here we have to
2: take all our experiences, every moment of it, moment to moment, our experiences. This particular word has been misunderstood and used in the Trinigavit vijnanavada where they say that knowledge comes and it has momentary life and it exists and when the next object comes the knowledge comes again and it goes. So this flickering of the knowledge related to the object is what is knowledge, is what the, both the, both the philosophy Trinigavit Nyanavadins are saying. But if you are aware that the, the coming of the object, knowing of the object, the object changing, the change is also observed by a person unless he is present when of the change is taking place. How do we he know that there is a change? Because the knowledge which has happened in the earliest moment with the earlier object has gone. The second moment with the second object also has gone. But the first, there is an entity which is knowing these coming and going of the both the previous and the subsequent object. So there has to be an entity which is beyond these two momentary. So what the momentary experiences are all telling is objective-based relative awareness, not the pure awareness which is observing all the changes. Also, so prativodhavidham so, matam matam amruttam hi vindate that knowledge alone can bring amrudattvam because that knowledge do not die. When the objects come up in the knowledge and go, the coming and going and the change of the next object is also aware in the object of awareness. Of so the awareness remains immortal, unending, no beginning, no end, and there is no increase, no decrease. The objects and the intensity of the adjectiveness can be changed but the awareness, if you look at without the qualities of the object, the awareness have not attributed any qualities of higher knowing and lesser knowing. It is always knowing in the same form. Amrutattum hivindadeh, that is the immortality what we are talking about. So when you know that as your own nature, you are that immortal awareness where all the objects of the world appear and disappear. And you are the one who is aware of the appearance and differences of, of objects, which includes emotions, thoughts and feelings and the physical objects world outside. Atmana Vindade Viryam. Only by locating and understanding and knowing that you are that immutable, immortal self, you can get the valor, the virium here is valor, or that power of superiority with which we can know that I am in, indestructible, immutable, and everlasting, permanent, without any change, no decay, no decrease, najayate, namriyate. All those things are happening in my reality of my own nature. Vidya vindate Amritam. Non by knowing that you are the Amritam, you become Amritam. Atma vid Atmaiva bhavati. Brahma Brahmaiva bhavati. So Amritavit Amruteiva bhavati. So knowing that this destruction, decay, growth, decay, all uh, the objects and the related knowledge or the awareness of the object not the substratum or the the subject awareness which is observing all those changes so when I am becoming that amritam I have the valour and I know that I am non-destructible so the valour or the vidyam comes to me that I am not the one which is getting destroyed or destructed or diminished and that knowledge vinda de amritam I become the the real knowledge itself, which is, or the awareness itself, which has no decay, death, change, or whatever may be that, and since it is, it is present in and out through all the, all the objects and subjects around my experience, both viditam and aviditam and Aviditat ati. When these things are known. Or when it is unknown, I know the unknown. And when I am knowing the unknowing, known and the unknown, and also known that I am not the known or the unknown, I am beyond the known and the unknown, then I am infinite also. Because nothing can escape my awareness or my own knowledge or my own being, the existence in with, with which I am identified now, not with the existence of the body. But with the, the existence of that consciousness or the awareness in which everything which is known comes up and the knowledge where the objects which are not known as unknown and I am beyond the known and the unknown. So virtually there is no way I am restricted or constrained or limited. I am the limitless, anandam. So I exist. Even when objects exist and do not exist, I am the awareness with which I know the objects are existing and not existing on beyond. So Sat and Chitta is my nature. And since there is nothing which is beyond that, I am the infinite, I am the Anandam also or Ananda also. So that Ananda Surupam or Satyat is my Surupa. That is what I am or who am I. This knowledge is my Pradibhauta Viditam. In my every, every, every experience of mine is only is telling me that I am the one that is infinite. It is just like that. Every flicker is indicating there is a light. Every, you know, firefly also indicates you there is something called light or fire. Even the sun, the light and the fire... Whether it is splendid sun or a infinitesimal firefly which is flying in the night, which shows the glow, the light of infinitude is present everywhere. Only thing is that some places we see it, some places we do not see. When it catches fire, we see the light, but it doesn't catch fire, we not, do not see that. Doesn't mean that the fire cannot exist everywhere. Same way the awareness, when it is showing on objects everything, I know that the objects exist. When the objects are not there, even then, the awareness exists, the existence knows that absence of the objects. So in either way, I am inscrutable, indiminishable, infinite, and therefore, I am immortal. And to conclude that mantra from that, this thing so that the master tells the student race and as a message to all of us. Ihacet aveti atatastyamasti na cheti ha vedin ma vinashti bhuteshu bhuteshu vichitya dhira Pretyasman loka tamrata bhavanti This is the final verse of this second chapter. Ihacet aveti Iha means in this life. In this life we have, where we have the faculty to do this. Avedi said, if you do not know that atasatyamasti, there is this truth, this fulfillment of human life, is only happens when we know that this is what is the truth. And that, Itself is the purpose of our life. Because we have been given in the mind and intellect not to while it away in the sensual objects and the world outside, where which the objects and the sense organs become worn out, death and decay is imminent. But if we do not use for knowing who we are, what is our real nature, na mahati if you do not use this, your brain and the intellect and this analytical power or this introvert inquiry into your real nature, mahati that is the greatest loss you can ever have. Any amount of money you lost, any amount of world you lost, any amount of relations, friendship, anything which you lose, you are not lost for yourself. That you have that. You are the immutable, indestructible, immortal, infinite nature of your own nature. rest of the things in comparison with that is only minuscule in nature. nunam When if you do not know that, then you may get the best of the things in the world, but you have lost yourself for yourself. That is the Mahati Vinashti. That is the greatest loss which you, anyone can have. Bhuteshu Bhuteshu Vijitya Deera. Every Buddha, Buddha means every object of creation. M Bhuteshu Bhuteshu Vijitya Dira. Vijitya means one who enquires into this, having found realized this aspect of awareness reflected in the object when I am knowing an object. The object is given by the world, by the nature is only for us to know our awareness, not for the object to be known. If object had to be known, every object should have been known to us. No, we have been given both the objects which are in the realm of known and the objects which are beyond known, knowledgeable things. Why both have been given? is to know that they only reflect and showing us a mirror that our nature is awareness with which I am knowing the object. And I am the awareness. It is my awareness which I know the absence of the objects also, the unknowing of of the ignorance or the unknowing things also. So I am beyond the known and unknown because I know the object. I am reflecting my own awareness. I am reflecting my own awareness when I say I don't know. I am knowing that my ignorance also, death is also reflecting my, my own awareness. So Bhutesu vijitya Deera, one who does this analytical mind, Pretya Smad Lokat, Amrata Bhavanti, he is repeating the same mantra from the beginning. Asmad Lokat Pretya, having seen that these objects which are momentary in nature, is a reflection for me to understand my own nature. Then I am, I am no more seeing the object as an object separate from me, but as a reflection of my own awareness, momentary awareness of myself. So when I am being shown that flicker of light, I know the light is existing. And that way, when I am having the flicker of awareness in objects, It is only indicating that I, my nature is awareness. When I am aware of the object, it is not that the object is becoming, is is having awareness. It is reflecting my own awareness. It is in my awareness the object becomes known to me. And Pratyas Madh and then one who do not differentiate between these objects and the gap between the objects, the known and the unknown, Amrita Bhavanti, such a person becomes immortal. He only knows his nature that he is immortal, inscrutable, indestructible, infinite, and anandam, satyatnyanam anandam, eva ahameva advayam. I am the only one. I am the one which is there as the one which is one without a second because that is the nature of everything, not only mine. It is the nature of everything. And that is where I am that. I become that Aham Brahmasmi. With that I conclude today's topic. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti Harihiyo Sri Guruphyo Namaha Harihiyo Dhaniwada, Namaskara
0: Thank you, thank you Erbundaji for a wonderful session on the second section of this Talavukara Upanishad so brilliant it was so satisfying A beautiful explanation of all the five mantras wonderful because what happens in case of our ordinary the process of knowing all were aware that there are three different things Jnaya Jnata and Jnana what is to be known the object of knowledge and the knowledge itself but in case of Parabrahman all these three in one. So the question of knowing it doesn't arise. Fire can burn other objects, but it cannot burn itself. What a brilliant uh, uh, idea the Upanishads gives. It's wonderful. The very the very first uh, mantra, it's so surprising that the Guru says, if you think I know Brahman well, then it is for certain that you know little about the nature of Brahman. You know only its manifestation maybe in individual self or in gods or in creation or a phenomenal world. The Brahman
1: should still be thoroughly investigated. I think... It is known. The very important aspect
0: here, the Guru, he emphasizes on the aspect of the thorough investigation of the Brahman, the Jidnyasa, where he is just showing where is the trap. So that is wonderful gist. And in the second mantra, As Arbidduzhi explained, I do not think that I know it well, that is, I know the Brahman well. Neither is it that I do not know, nor can I say I know. He who among us, disciples, knows the meaning of the expression, neither is it that I do not know, nor can I say I know knows that Brahman. It is very very wonderful uh, the mantra. Arbindoji really really and down to earth he tried every possible way to uh, convince the very uh, quintessence of uh, these uh, mantras. Uh, in the third uh, mantra the Upanishad says he who says he doesn't know Brahman knows it. He who says he knows doesn't know it. It is known to those who say they do not know it. And it is not known to those who say they know it. A really wonderful, really, really uh, wonderful mantra of this Upanishads. And the fourth one is the most favorite mantra to Arvindos. And... One attains Brahman at all levels of one's consciousness. One attains true knowledge and one goes beyond life and death. By the self-knowledge, one attains the strength. By the true knowledge, one attains the immortality. And finally, the Upanishads in the fifth mantra, it, it gives the very essence. If one knows the self as a Brahman, In this very life, this is very, very important, this, we have seen it in Kathopanishad also. In this very life, one then knows the Supreme Truth. Without this knowledge, one is doomed to much to suffering. But the wise person who knows this truth, that the Brahman in all things and beings withdraws from this world and becomes free. Uh, really we are very thankful to Aurobindoji for explaining these things in a beautiful manner thank you, thank you very much now the room will be open to the question and answer session whoever has the relevant question pertaining to these five mantras of this open session uh, kindly may I raise your hands and may come up and ask questions, Aurobindoji will clarify uh, thank you, thank you very much Rajji, please open uh, the hand raising option.
3: Arbindu, thank you very much. Uh, if I um, will start, uh, I, I my first question is: is why why can't the knower be known? I mean, I know that the, there's a conceptual, um, you know, there's a concept. Behind this, how how can the know not be known, or how can the knower not be known if the if the knower can know everything, how can it not know its itself?
2: That is very clear. The knower cannot know it as an object. Then it has to separate out from itself. Being itself, at the same time, how can it know it as an object? You cannot touch your own index finger with your own index finger. You cannot taste your own tongue, because you are always tasting it. Any object or anything coming in. You cannot see your own eyes. You cannot hear your own, uh, you know, your own sound, which is produced The eye- ears are producing some sound. But you cannot hear that. You can hear the sound produced by your mouth. In your ears. Anything which is objectifiable has to be separated from the object. So that is why the object and subject aspect itself becomes split. That is the nature of knowing. But when the knowing stops, the, the the subject which was still then knowing cannot know itself as an object. It has to become the knower or the known or the knowledge itself. The faculty of knowing has no function to perform when it is trying to know itself. That is why. It cannot be objectified. The moment you say that you know, you think, you know, you, you, are di- you are different, separated out from yourself. Or you are knowing only certain thing about you. There is an adjectiveness or a name, a form or qualification or something which you have to differentiate from that. Now the one, the knowledge, the knowing has no such qualifications or adjectiveness. It's pure. It has no ups and downs. It is no separation or segregation or partition. One part knowing the other part. Because it's not not part. It's a partless one. So how can it become? So the why has no answer because that is the nature of things. The fire cannot burn itself. The water cannot wet itself. The air cannot breathe itself. Anything like that. In, in Sanskrit we say Atma sre Dosha. That means self-dependency or what, the dependency on oneself or oneself. You can't climb your own shoulders that way.
1: Namaste Sandi Ji, Namaste
2: Vinod. It's the most concentrated uh, and uh, most direct to Upanishad, it seems like. Inna? yeah this one and Mandukia. these are the two direct ones
4: I mean it is like directly you know pointing to the ultimate thing that can be pointed to at the end of the day
2: <laughs> no chance of uh, you know
4: Very oh is compromised Namaste Aravinduji, hi all. Yeah, very nice, I think. This is the most mind-blowing part of the, in fact, one of the section of Upanishads which is which blows the mind all the time. And they are my favorite one try is that also, that Bhutteshu Bhuteshu Prithibhoda Viditam Padamamrita Tattvam, Bhuteshu bhuteshu yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, i'm lost in some it's very nice uh, like viroji said it is too concentrated and yeah really helps kind of thing thanks sir very nice session especially i like the imminent nature it shows by saying it is there in prithibodha in in every experience and bhuteshu bhuteshu in every inch like and yeah, I think that, that and the, the both the transcendental nature and the imminent nature, just like the space example is, yeah, I think it's one of the most direct ways and one should, one should get that kind of.
2: Yeah, this also removes a lot of misunderstanding, otherwise those who are into, to those people who are into the, you know, ma- method of uh, experiential those who are looking for experiential aspect of identifying their own nature it is beyond experience the experience is an object in that so to highlight that is why pratibodha viditam is being told so bodham bodham pradi means every experience whatever name of of experience you call it, uh, that experience is only a mirror to reflect the knower through the experience. That is the part of it.
4: And also that uh, you explained the division very nicely like Avignyatam vijanatam that only when the division exists, there will be a concept of knowing and not knowing so yeah that is also very straightforward this uh, part of the Upanishad is dealing very
3: nice okay, so we have um, Raj and uh, Nandini on, uh, up on the stage did either of you have a question for our pin?
5: yes Patrick so as I was listening and um, I looked at the part where this as a subject you cannot objectively question yourself Or look around. So, uh, when I apply it to my life, day-to-day life, I have been in criticism of myself, like how others would look at me. So, in that point, I am being the subject for my own objectivity. So, how would you explain that, sir?
2: When you are doing that, you are not actually objectifying yourself as... you are objectifying certain aspects of your behavior or, uh, you know, expression to the world outside as a physical being, not as a subject who is a knower of all those things. It may be in your ignorance that you you need to be criticized or adulated or, you know, shown that this is different, this is to be done this way or anything. But those are all physical aspects of the
1: individual. But this subject which we
2: are discussing here is a subject who is either aware of it or unaware of it. But that what is aware and unaware comes in the realm of object. But the subject when it is criticised He is knowing it as a quality of his physical being or his mental being. So, from that point, it is again an objective knowledge. The subject who knows that is different from that qualities which is being criticized.
5: Thank you, sir. I also have a follow-up question. Uh, So, when we look at... um, Sorry. uh, So, uh, in the the realm of uh, experiences... The society is shaping us, and the eternal knowledge is continually knowing everything, and it does not end, it is infinite. But is it being like, isn't it people around us and uh, experience that shape us? So, is knowledge and experience and that continues over a period of time?
2: Whatever may be the society imposing these are all which we call it as quality of living of the physical entity the names and the adjectives given by the society as a daughter or a wife or a son or a a member of a office or a club or society these are all adjectives to the
1: physical body And when
2: that is being given to the individual, the individual is aware of that adjective being superimposed on his physical body. But if he is ignorant about it, he thinks that he has become a doctor or he has become a uh, member of a club or he has become, uh, you know, grandfather or become a father, etc., etc. There is a entity in every one of us who is aware of these adjectives being superimposed by the society. We do not become what the society puts on us. We were not that before which has now become what we thought we are. So something which comes that coming of that is known to you when it is existing also is known to you. So you were there before when that adjective did was not superimposed, when subsequently when it was superimposed also, you are aware of it, you think. So the one who is aware of the absence before and then subsequent awareness of it has to be different from what is being done on this adjective to the individual. So social things are all, again, adjectives of the physical body or mental involvement but you know the mind also. Your emotion, thoughts and feelings are known to you. There is a knowledge aspect which is aware of these changes of the emotions, thoughts and feelings also. So from the mental level as well as from the physical level, there is an entity who is knowing all those things. Though That entity is different from which where the changes are taking place. So the changeless one chase, sees the changes which are happening or the Adjectives are being adorned or removed, either way.
5: Thank you, sir. So, I think it's a vague question, but how do I become one with that identity that is already there within me?
2: You are always that. Even before birth, you were that. After birth, you assumed that you are the body. Even when you are in this body, you are thinking that you are the body. At that time also, that is the one which is knowing that you are thinking that you are the body. It is in that which you are. That awareness happens that I am the body. Awareness is also existing. When you are dying, also you think that you are you are dying. Actually speaking, what is in the body which you are taken for your experiences? That is being dropped because that those things have come up from the uh, from the part of the earth. It goes back to the earth, but the knowing is something which is something. So mostly in the Upanishad says that when you go to your deep sleep, you are dropping your body. You are dropping your identity, individuality. You do not know who you are. You did not know where you are living or where your body size is, the quality of your body or what is you as an individual also is not known when you are in your deepest of the sleep. Death is nothing different from that. Only thing is that you are dropping the body permanently. In the case of sleep, you are removing it like you are dressed and wearing it in the next day morning again. So that is only the difference
3: between the two. And the only two that haven't spoken, either Raj or Shiva, if you've got uh, a question for Aura Bindaji, Otherwise, we will, uh, unless there's anyone down in the audience that want to raise their hand, we'll close the room. Okay. I think that's uh, a wrap. Uh, yeah, I think if there are no further questions, we can move to Maybe. the next one. Aurobindji, I think it's just come up. Yeah, well, sorry
6: guys, I don't mean to keep you, I can save this for another session, I no, understand the time zone. No,
3: no, 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 go, go ahead. ahead.
6: Okay, Um, I was going to ask, Um, I thought of this in response to Nandini's question actually, um, it made me wonder, Aurobindji, if you would please speak on uh, the concept of dual spirits, um, and I'm referring to my knowledge of the Native, Amer- Native American, um, use of that term. And then also, um, dual spirits and if that applies to, um, or if you could also speak on the spirit, um, like if you are a reincarnated soul which you know we probably all are right you can um then how does that work with um with the the new you that you perceive like i was just hearing nandini speak and um and i just thought about that like if you feel like you're a new soul how do you identify with the old soul within you and could you just speak about all that if you would thank you so much
2: thank you the question of new soul and the old soul do not arise because it is indivisible the awareness is indivisible the objects or the objective knowledge is what is coming and going and that is because the identification of the object now when we have an identity with the waking we call ourselves waking when we identify ourselves this knowledge when it identifies itself with the dream world it calls a dreamer the same phenomena we can say before death or after death with the body it's all association or identification of uh, what you call the, know, the knowing entity in the individual equipments. So the soul, previous soul and the subsequent soul are two different entities or the different uh, equipment, but the the reflecting knowledge or the pure knowledge which reflects in the old and the new are nothing to do with that. Those are all resident memories of the souls. I had told an example in the, one of my previous things where, you know, imagine the a, a pond where the waters gets filled up during the monsoon and it becomes dry during the summer. The the pond comes to life when the water is there. When the water is not there, it is called not a called anymore a pond. You can walk across. Doesn't mean that the pond cannot exist again in the next monsoon again. And that also shows that it is not the same water which is coming again to make the pond alive. Water as water is the same wherever it is. The same rainfall when which falls now. We cannot identify the same molecule is the same molecule all the time when falling in my own roof or my own place. So same way, the knowledge is like space, even subtler than the space in which knowledge... So the space also... Remains in the knowledge, the knowing aspect or the entity of knowing. So to say that the soul, the reincarnation, all is ideations of the mind in the waking to give explanation to certain aspects of the waking experience alone. What we are experiencing in the waking is only one third of our total human experience. We have one third on the dream and another one third in our deep sleep. The waking cannot be carried into dream. Neither the waking and dream can be carried into deep sleep or the other way around the deep sleep or dream to the waking. But what happens is that we have the faculty of intelligence to analyse all these things only in the waking. But in deep in the dream and deep sleep, that faculty of intelligence is not is not functional. Therefore, we cannot do any analysis in those two examples. They are all pure experiential realms, whereas the waking alone is the place where we can do the inquiries. Therefore, the answer has to be found and the questions arise only in the waking. If we were just experiential like the animals without even inquiry mode into our mind, with the mind doesn't have an intellectual aspect of it, then we will be just like animals, living, enjoying, experiencing good, bad, ugly They know It goes through the body or the thing. So that is not the case with humanity. That is why in the last verse of the dopamishat say that if you do not realize in this life where you have an intellect to analyze you, to know yourself who you are, you have lost the biggest chance of your life to know who you are. So the soul, previous soul, rebirth, reincarnation, they're all ideas and creations of the mind in the waking. And they are all field of experience momentary in nature. But the permanent one which is overseering all those experiences and the changes in the ideation of the mind is unaffected by the changes or the bodies which it takes, whether it is ethereal, physical, Bird, animal, rock, wood, tree, doesn't make any difference. They are all after all bodies. They may come and go. But the knowledge or the awareness in which they come and go can never be destroyed, you know, divided, never be reinvented or redeveloped. It is there everywhere, every nook and corner, everywhere it is there. In it, everything exists. Both known and unknown. Therefore, it is beyond known and unknown.
6: Wow. Thank you so much. I understand. That's um a lot to suddenly understand. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like I had a question, but then listening to you at the end, it went away. Maybe I'll think of it. Thank you.
3: We can ask, I can ask it in the next class, but I just want curious, Arubind, did you, what, what, um, why do we have evidence that uh, non-human animals?
6: uh, Patrick, I remembered it.
3: it. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead.
6: Thanks. Um, I was going to ask um, Arubind, gee, I've heard you speak several times on how our, we're not our intellect is not active in our sleep um, and I've even heard you know other examples about like you know we don't have a wife in our sleep, which is you know that's really great um I was very funny, I enjoyed that as well, but you know I know in uh, in some people's experience, they kind of have both. Experiences where their intellect is turned on and their intellect is turned off, sometimes by choice when they're asleep. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts on that.
2: We have a category which we call mixed experience, where the waking and the dream gets mixed up. When the dream is predominant and the waking is minority uh, part of it, we call it as lucid dream. There it is awareness of the dream more predominant. And there is another phase where the dream is minor and the waking is predominant, which we call it as daydreaming. Now, depending upon which of the faculty you want to use in both these cases of the lucid dreaming or the daydreaming, you can activate that. You can intellect. Your intellect is present there, but depends upon whether you want to use it or not. But it is not a hundred percent waking or a hundred percent dream. In a hundred percent dream, you don't even remember the dream. Mostly, the dreams are we remember is because when it is closer to the waking, the last few uh, experiences of the dream is only what is remembered. The before that, what happened is is not in our memory. This is because of the lucidity of the waking getting mixed up in the dream. So there you have the intellect possibility of the intellect. can. It is not volitional that they can bring the intellect. It is out of the sheer fact, fact that it is more predominantly into a state of waking. That's why the intellect is coming into function.
6: Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys you. today.
3: Thank you, Hildi. Um, Arvind, so with animals, why, non human animals, why is there that um, notion uh, of a lack of self inquiry? Is that uh, an assumption or do we have direct knowledge or evidence? It is some evidence for that,
2: but there are animals which are of higher intellectual levels in the sense of you know, which you you can train or their behavior can be molded. But the self-inquiry aspect has never been expressed by any of the animals in their case. Like how human beings have been. One of the reasons is that we are not in a position to know their communicative skills. So we do not know whether they are communicating in that aspect or not. But then, in the today's world, we have lost those knowledge where there used to be people who could even, you know, understand the birds and the animals communicating in their own language that they could know when it is a call for a, a saving or call for a cry or, or call for its own partner. They could make out those because they were so much in tune with the nature. So they could make out the, from that, pattern of the sound, what is the type of uh, need expressed by the animals. But I think with the modern uh, living, we are disinvested or digressed from the proximity to the nature and we have lost those capabilities. Maybe some tribal people may still be able to do that, but we we are even away from the tribal people from the interaction point of view. So the modern man is totally ignorant from that aspect. So that is why we are saying that, you know, the self inquiry aspect, if animals are doing or not, at least from the expressions of the animals, we are not seeing it happening. Therefore, we assume that it's an assumption
3: rather than a definitive statement. So this, it really opens up the rabbit hole in one sense, and maybe there's a simple response or an answer to this, but if, if the, the the capabilities of mind which is self-inquiry part of self-inquiry if that's attached to physiology to biology to the brain to the body to that species then what does that say about mind what does that say about what does that say
2: see even among the human beings that is why the famous uh, sheda sudra ganeshat mantra or the suprachitam it says that no ahara nidra bhayam Itanam cha samanye medat pashibir narana dharmao hitesham atiko visesha dharmao said ahara nidra bhayam that is food sleeping and fear to represent that the physical need the physical need to rest and the uh, expressions of the emotions. By maithunam is procreation of the physical, you know, necessity to expand its own life beyond. So all these things are common with animals and the human beings. What makes human beings is different. Is dharma. Here the dharma doesn't mean the dharma in the ordinary sense of do uh, right and wrong. Here dharma means knowledge. So, dharmohi tesha madhiko vishesha. it is that knowledge of knowing that the, the nature, dharma here means more of a nature of the knowledge. That is the specific thing which makes a human being different from that. But human beings who are not using this faculty of knowing, of the nature of the knowing, They live like any other animal, only in the human body. They also eat, sleep and uh, procreate. And they are, they are victims of sensual. They get attracted by sensual things, the sense organs. Either they may victim, victim, become a victim or they get engrossed in that. They forget about their own responsibilities. So these are all common things, which is both animals and human beings, which you are seen in human beings also. So only very few of them, in Deeraha, very few one who is courageous to inquire into its own nature, to know one, who am I or what am I for this world? What is the purpose of my life in this world? Why am I here or what the, the secret behind life? This is asked only by very few of us. So even among the human beings, there are animals within quotations in the human form.
0: And so, uh, one more aspect, uh, while studying the Kathopanishad, uh, Patrick, you must uh, remember Angushta Matraha Purushaha Madhyatmanitishtati. This Angushta Matra Purusha, it will not be there in any animal because Angushta will be there for only human being. Even if you take from the angle of Upasana, that is missing, the very inquiry uh, as Arbinduji is telling, uh, that is not possible with animals because of that. Uh, it is very clear in Kathopanishad. You can just connect it. Angustamatraha Matraha Purusho Jyotir Vadhumakaha. It, 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 uh, almost will find three references. However, in Mahabharata and other, uh, uh, po- poems or Itihasagrantas, you may find references to the, uh, certain birds or other things, though, who looks like realized and uh, doing Upasana also. But in that case also, that is the complete absence of this angustamatra purusha That is, uh, that's one reference uh, I could remember. Thank you.
3: So thank you, but it doesn't answer the question uh, either of the 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 connection between mind, which gives rise to self inquiry, and physiology. There's we're saying that humans are different than non-human animals because of self-inquiry if mind is non-local and non-physical then why would non-human animals be limited by their physiology this is that aspect of
2: my not mind alone there is a aspect of logic which is called the intellect. This is what is missing in the animals. They also have mind. They are also emotional. They also have the fear and other emotions of sadness, happiness, everything. That is the mental, which, which is non-physical, non-local. But intellectual aspect of logic, analyzing and, you know, to take a decision not with senses controlling the decision can is seen only in the human beings. When a when a favorable thing is offered, any animal for that matter comes forward and t- accepts it. At the same time any threatening thing is being shown, no animal is ever attracted towards that. So which only shows that they do not have the uh, what you call analytical power that how I can circumvent this threatening thing or attraction which is being shown. They get only by the mind to be attracted to it or not to attract towards it. But why, when it is happening or not happening? Even if you, even if you beat an animal for having trespassed, next time it walks in again through the same space, if logic has been there in them, it should avoid it, but it not shown to avoid avoiding that. So these things from the observation from time immemorial, people have understood that there is gradation of intellect even from different animals to animals. Some animals have higher level of intellect also, but not to the level of human beings. That's why the, why the human beings are taken out to be separate from the rest of the animals.
3: So that's just, I'll put a bookmark in it because it's completely unsatisfactory, but it's obviously my limitation in terms of some concepts that I've created because it, uh, there's, there's a lot missing there. But I'll just say that in terms of my experience uh, and researchers now, it's called the theory of mind and it was maybe five years ago kind of big research that was released on a theory of mind connected to ravens and crows and you know there clear evidence uh that uh they were able to analyze and contemplate um you know threats in their environment and uh it suggested that they were uh, superimposing their uh belief about uh what another um, actor, another animal um, would be contemplating and 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 uh and planning so it 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 suggests you know a lot more there. I had a Labrador retriever that passed away maybe a couple of years ago, and every afternoon down uh, at the lawn at the lake he would come and sit and meditate with me and these are feelings that I have in projections, but you know if you'll notice here right now uh we've all uh gathered together and there might be 25 30 people here uh you know like in terms of self-inquiry uh <laughs> we don't have a lot of evidence in the world that we're in right now that there's a lot going on <laughs> there might be 30 here and another 30 in another room uh, and so on but for the most part you know the seven and a half billion uh, on the planet are not at all interested in self-inquiry. They might have the capabilities of it, um, but that's not to suggest that other non-human animals don't have the capabilities as well. I live in an an area where we have orcas and orcas are, you know, they live in darkness 99% of their time underwater, yet they're able to communicate, plan, strategize, uh, uh, and, you know, you would imagine, you know, have, you know, theories for you know, at least in touch with the planet on, on what's going on. Um, Magnificent um, brains, magnificent, you know, souls, so to speak. Um, But we know nothing about them for them in terms of their inner life. And so I, I laugh about this, like in terms of, you know, these, these conversations, because it's that, you know, incredible arrogance of, of humankind to suggest uh, that, you know, because we can, control the environment we can kill and we have you know weapons of mass destruction and and we can just simply think that we're superior therefore we are i i i have no evidence of that at all just given the fact that there's so little self inquiry that i you know that i witness in in the world but thank you so much for uh, that session uh Kwak is up uh Kwaku is up on uh the stage. Kwaku did did you have a question that you wanted to ask Aurabind? I guess that's a no. So uh Jataveda, did you want to or Pasaji, did you want to close uh with a chant?
2: So Patrick to your specific thing. I said intellects are of different levels are available shown by the animals. But self-enquiry, even as you said, among human beings, very few are showing it. So it's a gradation which I said, I am not saying that it it may be absent in them. It may be there, but we are unaware of it. We have lost touch with the nature. So we do not know. I'm not negating that. At the same time, I cannot say that I have a proof that they have. Thank you so much.